to the Sinister Sisters podcast. I'm Felicia. I'm Lauren. We're best friends. And we like spooky stuff. And here we are in our second week of October. Are you feeling the fall vibes yet? I am. Unfortunately, it's 85 degrees in Dallas still. (laughs) I know. We actually had some good fall weather. It, It did get very rainy, so that was unfortunate. But it was the correct weather for like a sweatshirt and a jeans and a jacket. And that was, that was nice. I'm so jealous. I like, I pulled out my hot coffee to have like pumpkin spice, hot coffee this morning. Oh, I was sweating, drenched in sweat. You're going to have to get the, you're going to do the iced. I know. You You know what's so good though, is the Starbucks pumpkin. Is it just a cold Cold brew? The pumpkin. Oh yeah. That is fire. That is so good. I almost like it better than a pumpkin spice latte because it's oh, like I think I do too. Light. <laughs> it's more and it's also more coffee. Yes. Yeah. Not just like a frappuccino. <laughs> Not just a frappuccino. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, actually, I mean, we're talking about recommendations, but if we're already talking about food, yeah, we thought that this week we could talk about our favorite Halloween candy very briefly. And I think yes. do we have the same one? Actually, that would be boring. Probably. What's yours? Is it Reese? Is it Reese's? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Although I do love. I was gonna say. Did you say it cut out right when you said it? You said Reese's Pieces, right? No. Oh, the pumpkins. I uh, yeah. And I said Reese's because like I say Reese, but I do say Reese's sometimes. I say Reese's other times, but I always say Reese's Pieces, which I know is yes. wrong. But I oh. can't stop and I won't stop. You can't say Reese's Pieces. <laughs> no. Who? Who would say it? A monster. Reese's, Reese's Pieces. <laughs> I um, love that. Yeah. There's That's Reese's Pumpkins. Mov- oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They're so good. The Reese's Pieces are also like the best movie theater candy, oh, yeah. in my opinion. I totally agree. And I still feel like there's a part of me that like – I don't know. I said this the other day that like regardless of what candy it is, for some reason still like having a full-size candy bar still gives wow. me the thrill of like when you got it in your trick-or-treating basket. Yes. Like you're like oh, a full-size. A full-size candy bar. That's so, so sick. So even like a Hershey's, like I'm still delighted. Just a big oh, old yeah. Hershey's chocolate bar. That's so true. And honestly, I don't think we treat ourselves – to a big Hershey's bar often enough. Like, oh. I feel like I'm always like, I eat them, like the mini ones, if they're being given out. Like, why am I not buying myself full size chocolate bars when I go to the store? Like, that would, you know what I do get though sometimes is the bag of the dark chocolate thin Reese's. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are some really nice. I will, I will just straight up buy those and be like, these are just my snack. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're so good! Did you have you ever had the Trader Joe's like Reese? Yes. Or they're like peanut butter cups. Yeah, so good. They're great. They're so. I good. did my I did do my Trader Joe's pumpkin haul. I oh, didn't go quite oh, as crazy oh. as last year. What What did you get? What is I got top top couple items. Yes, top couple items. I got pumpkin spice coffee, and great. then I got pumpkin ravioli. Oh, uh, that sounds a good. Butternut squash soup. Uh, like uh, oh I, uh, I I got that same soup so good soup. so good and then like the autumnal pasta sauce I got too the autumnal oh. 
Oh, do you get I the um? Do you get the apple cider donuts? Those are my fave. I normally do. I didn't this time, but okay, they're really That's good. Okay. I'm not like a huge donut person, but like those are so good. It's really the best, and I got like a a little pumpkin. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Oh, I also I got the um. This is also Trader Joe's. The pumpkin shaped pasta. Oh wait, I, I did wanna- too. Oh, did you already cook it? No. Uh-oh. Okay, it cooks a little odd to me because like the mm-hmm. structure of the pumpkin doesn't <laughs> really want to hold together. So it, it kind of ends up being a lot of squ- like a lot of smashed pumpkins. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um so I thought they look so cute. They are cute and they are I mean they taste like pasta. They don't taste like anything other than pasta. Anything and special. so I did eat them and I'm going to keep eating them because that's my favorite food. But I will say they don't hold their shape. Like, they kind of break apart. I should have known. But can you imagine if they didn't break apart and you could stuff them with little bits of mozzarella? Yes. <laughs> a little bit of cheese, a little ricotta. But, oh, God, a little ricotta. What is this podcast? What are we talking about? People love it. Do they? Who? One time. Oh, actually, I'll say thank you now. I looked on our... I never look at our Apple podcast reviews because when we first started, we begged a couple of our friends to put reviews <laughs> so that it looked like somebody had listened to our podcast. And um, <laughs> now there's actually reviews on there and they're very nice. There aren't any one stars? No, uh, I don't think so. No, they were all very kind. Um, Can you imagine? And I was like, wow. like, they were talking about ricotta. It was <laughs> super boring and not even spooky. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. We've spent enough time on the food. Yes. Let's move to recommendations. What do you got? So I have been watching pretty much nonstop, and it's still painful for me to do so, the Jeffrey Dahmer TV show. Okay. I want to hear because I got through the first two episodes, and I had to stop because yes. it, what is that feeling I'm feeling when I'm watching it? I it's feel like so almost disturbed. Too much. I am yes. so disturbed. And it's like, not really in a fun way. No, it's zero fun. We forced ourselves to finish it. Where like, is the fun? It, I, I don't know what to say. I said this to one of my coworkers where I was like, I like, I just don't know why I like, do, I, I don't know. It's like, I'm not a gay man. Like it, it feels very distant like to me, real. sort of. But it's like, you know that it happened and it was so yeah. effed up. Yeah, that it's, it's just, just so real, like realistic in terms of the acting. Yeah, it just it's like, oof, it's heavy, and you know what? And it should be because it's heavy material. Like it doesn't. I'm like obviously serial killer things shouldn't be fun because they're about serial killers, but I don't know. Like it's not. It's it was so much heavier than I expected it to be, which I know makes no sense. Like, no, I, I agree. Know. Like you know the Ted like- Bundy movie. It's like filmed a little yep. with fun. There's yep. no fun in the Dahmer. <laughs> and it's also not like – like I feel like I watch a lot of like true crime or like Dateline or like, you know, things that yes, are like actually oh what happened. And for some reason, it's just like – I don't know. I think it's because like – I don't know. I've read a lot about like uh, there's a lot of online backlash because they didn't talk to the victim's uh, families. Yes. Yeah. Ahead of it, which I do find really – like especially later, I don't want to like – I don't know if spoilers is even the right word because it all happened. But like there's mm-hmm. a scene in the courtroom where a lot of the victim's family speak that's like they use their exact words Whoa. in the Netflix show. 
And I'm like, I think that would bother me. Like yeah. if that was, I don't know, if that was my, like Especially- if that was me in court using my own words and then they just like yeah. put it in the show. Especially thinking about like the amount of people making their livings and profiting off of right something so horrible and then like using your traumatic experience and you're not getting any money for it. Right. I don't know. That is pretty brutal. I think the other thing that was so unsettling to me is how many times he was almost caught. Like for some reason that also makes it so much more disturbing to watch where you're just mm. like it's not like he was flying under the radar and was really good it's like there were multiple times that like people he complained about caught. the smell like like all this stuff that's like he, he should have been stopped caught. if people were paying attention and or if, if like, cops police were good right, if police yeah. were paying attention yeah. Uh, yeah and it's like i think it's like that perfect i don't know it's like so it's obviously so upsetting too because it affected the gay community so strongly where it's like that again oh, yeah, was yeah. like the AIDS pandemic, like anything like that, that it's just mm, like, geez, people were yeah. literally just like, we don't want to deal with this, so we won't pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And even Dahmer being like, I'm going to kill these people because no one's going to miss them. I know. Some fucked up. Fucked up. So, so gross. But, yeah. But I got through it. Uh, and I do think Evan Peters' performance is remarkable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen him in anything and not fall in love with him. Yeah. Except for during this because I can't fall in love with Jeffrey Dahmer. But just as an actor, you know what I mean? Like, yes. I think he's so amazing. Oh, my God. And they do get to, like, the fan letters in jail part. And that's, like, oh, it's like what, what is wrong with people? I don't know. That always freaks – like, the people that, like, write to serial killers, I'm just like, what is that about for you? I don't know. What is that? And they're in jail. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It's crazy. Uh, all right, my recommendation is a much lighter note, but it was something I was pretty disappointed by, and I thought that I couldn't be disappointed by it, so it was Uh-oh. shocking. And that was Hocus Pocus two. Oh, yeah, me too. It's not disappointed. what I thought. No, it felt it did. It feel like they were improving and like uh- took the best takes sometimes. I, I just felt, I don't know, the fact that they began, like, they entered the scene, the three witches, with a song. I was like, what? And, and that wasn't very good. No. And then, like, it was just sort of, it felt like they didn't get a script and that they were just riffing yeah. based on their memory of the last movie. I agree. I, I don't know. And, like, I the, the, the young were, girls were actually pretty good, I will say. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, like, I felt like they they were fine. It was fine. It just wasn't like I'm like I, I feel like that was a pretty easy sequel to get right in certain ways because it's so beloved. Yeah. But somehow they it's not I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it, which it was such a bummer. I also felt like it was just like I don't know. I felt like Sarah Jessica Parker had like so many lines that I was like, I really don't think you were like a fleshed out character. Like you should have just stayed. Said your little bit stayed like a sidekick, yeah, (laughs) Mm, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, I don't know if it was the writing, I don't know if it was like it felt kind of rushed, like, it felt like something that was thrown Mm. together. Which I'm like, there's no way they threw together Hocus Pocus, too. So, how did this happen? And like, kind of low budget, which was like, wait, why? Yeah, who directed it? Oh, I I did look this up. It's uh, 
She also choreographed it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she was somehow involved as a, a female director, director. and choreographer. It was Anne Fletcher, who you might know from directing The Proposal. Mm. Choreog- and- choreographer, a step up. Okay. Yep. She seems like she's mostly a choreographer, which, you know, no shame. Just interesting. Yeah. I just oh, my God. Like- she directed Dumplin', our fave. Oh, my God. We love Dumplin'. Hmm. Interesting. I just feel I like know. why couldn't they get Kenny Ortega to do it? I know. What's he doing? Are you – what, are you busy? You couldn't come come through for us for Hocus Pocus 2? I don't understand. I I also kind of felt like I wish – I don't know. I was a little sad that they didn't ask any of, like, the kids or – I know. Like, that was weird to me too. It's kind like, of – they did, like, the oh, – sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, it just felt like why not? They are yeah. all available, I'm sure. Yeah, especially, like, I mean, Max, oh, my gosh. People were in love with Max. Like, why was he not? And then Danny, I just don't understand. And Allison, Allison is still an actor. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Like, they could have done, like, a full reunion. Like, what they should have done, obviously, is that Allison and Max ended up together. They had a child. And now the child is being hunted by the Sanderson sisters. I agree. I mean, you're welcome, Disney. I just gave that to you. And she two wrote seconds. it. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, I, I was one. I, yeah, I got the like, I don't know. I also walk, we both, I think, walk like a very fine line of like, I like pro female feminist content. But like at the sure. end, when she was like, I miss my sisters, I was like, what? Winifred would never. And oh. I, and like I did I, I understand they were trying to like humanize Winifred and make them like sure. she's only evil because she had a bad childhood. And it's like it's okay for witches just to be evil. Like yeah. it doesn't it's okay. It's a kid's movie. Like I don't need it. I don't need the whole the whole backstory. Backstory, them as kids. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't need it. I don't know. Where was Max? I just that's all I want to know. I know. I know he's not really an actor anymore, but he could have. So would have liked it. I still would have liked it. A little cameo, something. Yeah, and then the cat never talked. Nope. Sad. They, they, the, the cat came out, and they were like, and and they were like, oh, is that? And I know Binks died, but like I thought it would have been cool if at some point he was like, hello. <laughs> I know like another in the last cat. Moments. I mean, I feel like I could have heard this movie in like about fifteen minutes. <sighs> I agree. It's fine. It's fine. I agree. All right, should we get into it? We should get into it. I'm excited about your topic today. I know very little. Me too. Um, yeah, it's it's similar like to your Grim Reaper, where it's like something you kind of know so well imagery wise, but like you don't know why it exists. So yes. today. I'm talking about Baphomet or just the idea of the goat as devil in, you know, our culture and in movies and et cetera. So let's do this. All right. Baphomet. So the first mention of Baphomet was actually during the first crusades. And there was in a letter a warrior wrote that they thought, and this is just like 
It's hilarious, honestly. <laughs> they thought they heard the Turks who were going into battle yelling Baphomet, but most people think that they were actually yelling Muhammad. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and it was just so many people, this person misunderstood. And so they were like, oh, what's Baphomet? So Baphomet became this, like, and because they were, like, against the Turks, they, of course, made it into this dark thing that some kind of demon, like, clearly this group is worshipping some kind of demon, whatever. And then in 1307, we're going to move right along about 300 years to the next time it kind of comes up in history, is actually by the Knights Templar which you may know by the Holy Grail. <laughs> oh! There's those cats. So the Knights Templar were also known as the Poor Knights of Christ, and they were a religious military group that was established during the Crusades and became a really powerful force, but they didn't answer to a particular king or country, they answered to God. So (laughs) um, countries were very intimidated by this ever-growing, powerful Knights Templar that could pretty much take any of them down if they wanted to. And by the way, this is not a history lesson, and I am generalizing and exaggerating (laughs) (laughs) I'm just telling the story, people. But this is, you know, this is the basics. So at a certain point, King Philip IV of France was really mad at the Knights Templar. And so he basically started this rumor that they were worshiping, you know, the devil in certain ways, but ultimately this figure of Baphomet. So after these accusations happened in 1307, King Philip pressured the Pope at the time, Pope Clement, to have many of the Knights Templar members in France arrested and tortured until they gave false confessions to worshiping Baphomet and other demons. And then those knights were burned at the stake. Yeah. But something that is pretty cool is that the Knights Templar actually still exists today. And it's probably like it, it was I think it was only disbanded once one time for like seven years or something. But it's like one of the oldest groups to like have ever, ever existed. So I just thought that was pretty cool. They've been yeah, around for like over a thousand years. And torturing to false confessions was happening yeah. so long ago, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I just thought that was cool. Still around, still kicking. But there was never any sort of imagery around Baphomet until he was drawn for the first time and put into a book, which was called Dogme et Ritual de la Hot Magie, which was published in 1861. And English is called transcendental what transcendental (laughs) magic is doctrine and ritual Hmm. which is like that's a book i'm trying to read yeah i know (laughs) all right so this baphomet then became 
uh, based on this drawing that we will post is and is the most known drawing of Baphomet became associated with this image of the sabbatic goat. So mm. this book and drawing is by Eliphas Levi, I think, who I think I, I think I'm saying his name right, who is French. And the imagery, and once again, you can pull this up on our Instagram, but I'm just going to describe it to you and kind of take you through each piece of it. So the first thing you'll notice is, of course, the, the goat's head on what seems to be a human body with oh, no. <laughs> big wings. Yeah. <laughs> with big wings. And it's actually, even though it does look s- spooky, it is also kind of a beautiful image. And ultimately, what the image is supposed to symbolize is this idea of balance. And that is put into play in almost every part of the image. So, so for example, it shows all the different elements on it, fire, water, air, and earth. The body is supposed to have male and female parts. Um, yeah, it's supposed to, it has both crescent moons, the waning and the waxing moon. The front of the goat's head is wearing this thing on its forehead that is the pentagram. And the pentagram, I think, is typically a sign of protection. And it actually is later that people started turning the pentagram upside down. And it also looks like a goat head. And that became like mm. the the dark version of that. So okay. that's interesting. Um, I feel like I've seen this picture now that I'm like thinking about it. You've but definitely I'm not sure. seen it. You've definitely yeah. seen it. Let's see. The flame, it says here, the flame of intelligence shining between its horns is the magic light of universal balance. And the image of the soul is elevated above matter. So I don't know. It's it's actually a really, really cool image. Yeah. So that's that's the Eli part of it. And then we're going to skip ahead even further. Um, Even further. (laughs) Even further. And that is to Alistair Crowley, who was a, I mean, he's done a lot. He did a lot of things. But ultimately, he was an occultist that, and I don't really know why, but I listened to something. And I guess he's sort of controversial, but I, I can't remember why exactly. But he maybe started just using he's an occultist. <laughs> maybe, but he started using this image to, in his agnostic mass or black mass of Satanism. Dun dun dun. Yeah. So I don't know if you have you seen the movie that's called. I think it's it's about the Satanic Temple. It was on Netflix, and it's about them putting up the statue of. Baphomet, you know what I'm talking uh, about? No, you're not talking about Sabrina. Maybe it was Hulu. Right? No, no, it might have been Hulu. Hold on. Oh, it's Hail Satan? Question mark. <laughs> oh, I've definitely seen ads for that, but I never watched it. Yeah, it's actually a, a pretty cool documentary, and it's basically about the people associated with the Satanic Temple, which is 
they're trying to put up this giant baphomet to stand against people putting up religious statues in public places, ultimately. Where it's like, if you're going to say freedom of religion, and if you're you're going to have to say to all, and <laughs> and and basically like proving how ridiculous it all is. So it's it's actually pretty cool. I, and like yeah. the Church of Satan, or sorry, the Church of Satan, the Satanic Temple are two different things. So here's a quick rundown of the the differences between the Satanic Temple, which is a newer organization founded in 2013, versus the Church of Satan, which is from like the 1960s. So the Satanic Temple is actually an officially recognized church. Like our government says it is. The Church of Satan is not. And neither of these religions believe in Satan. Like they don't actually base their practices around the idea of Satan. Though the Church of Satan does believe in magic and the Satanic Temple does not. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And the Satanic Temple is is primarily the intention of it is to preserve and advance secularism and individual liberties so what they they're really about the separation of church and state and so them putting up the baphomet was like that that the idea right. of doing that um, more just like yeah f you yeah. and you're having religious yes. statues less like we worship the devil yes absolutely so so yeah so coming back now so alistair crowley in the early 20th century, put Baphomet into his agnostic mass. And it says here, so he wrote a bunch of books, this one being Magic, book four. And in that one, it says Baphomet was a divine and androgyne, so like androgynous, and hieroglyph of arcane perfection, seen as that which reflects what occurs above, so reflects below, or as above, so below. So that's also this idea of like balance. And we see that in a lot of different religions and cultures and all of that. But ultimately, that's what Baphomet is all about. He also writes in this book, and this is a quote, the devil does not exist. It is a false name invented by the Black brothers to imply a unity in their ignorant muddle of dispersions. <laughs> A devil <laughs> who had any unity would be a god. The devil is historically the god of any people that one personally dislikes. It's kind of like hardcore. Um, yeah. This serpent, Satan, is not the enemy of man, but he who made gods are of our race, knowing good and evil, he bade know thyself and taught initiation. Yeah. So ultimately... I, ultimately, I think what he's saying is there is no God, there is no devil. And to him, this idea of Baphomet means the union of opposites. Mm -hmm. So then we start to see it used in association with the satanic panic movement. And also particularly, it was taken on by counterculture groups such as like heavy metal bands and black metal and this the not only the baphomet image but also the upside down pentagram which is used in the it's actually the uh, the symbol of the satanic temple and the church of satan it's this upside down pentagram goat's head 
thing. So it got taken on a lot and these things that felt very like devilish and spooky and seemed and to back in the 80s with satanic panic, something to be feared, something that felt occultish and evil. So, yeah. And then I guess in more recent news, the 2018 Netflix series, as you briefly mentioned, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So there is a giant Baphomet uh, at the Academy of Unseen Arts and the Satanic Temple tried to sue the show for using what they said was their personal depiction of Baphomet and it was settled out of court somehow. Um, I feel like they, yeah, anytime it's settled out of court, I'm like, I bet they just paid them off. I mean, maybe. Yeah, they just gave the money. Yep. That's right. And then the other one that I feel like we have to mention is Philip. Black Philip. Black Philip, yeah. Did you know that? I wish I had it. The Black Philip Funko Pop. (laughs) Did you see that one? Oh, yes. I have seen it. I thought that was so cute. So Black Philip is from The Witch, Robert Edgar's The Witch from 2015, and is the devil on earth, Satan himself, in the form of a black billy goat very spooky. honestly an icon an icon so an scary icon. when he's still a goat and then at the end when he transforms too yeah absolutely and then also um i think there's parts in the bible as well of like wanting you know god's sheep versus satan's mm-hmm. goats so i think the imagery you know goes back and forth a long time imagery tends to repeat itself over and over again and even when you think of like the devil having horns think of maleficent having those Mm -hmm. big ram horns and we had lauren and i actually went to a really cool talk years ago now it was before the pandemic i guess was it the meatball subs (laughs) yeah the meatball subs when we went to this talk about the devil as depicted in pop culture and he didn't specifically talk too much about the goat imagery that I remember, but there is always this like idea of like the horns mm-hmm. um, that comes up a lot. And I don't know, it all just kind of gets mixed together into one pot, even though it's all kind of very different things that come from very different places. I think when people are looking for something to worship or something to hate, things just kind of get lumped together in this good versus bad versus what actually something means or comes from and when you think back to the very first thing i told you which is that the whole word of baphomet was a a mishearing of the word muhammad uh Mm -hmm. it's just like a dumb mistake it's like what does anything mean i love that that it started with that yeah like i don't it doesn't seem to be anything that anyone thought really existed it just kind of snowballed throughout centuries to be this like devilish depiction this like demon that we've learned to love over time (laughs) (laughs) i love that that was my my first thought when you were talking about the bible stuff because that was a lot of my like sunday school learning Mm -hmm. was like very like the even the class that like i took for several years is called like the good shepherd and so the like oh yeah Jesus watching over his sheep was like a big theme in all of my Catholic upbringing. And so, yeah, like the idea that like goats are somehow like 
sheep gone wrong or like, yeah. you know, like the no, messed up say, version of sheep. Do, have you ever watched the videos of goats screaming? Oh, my God. They're scary. That, that is an unpleasant sound. There is something that sounds a little evil about that. <laughs> I mean, even Black Phillip in The Witch, like just like living his life on the farm is like just scary. Yeah. Like their eyes are these like weird little slits or like their pupils yeah. are scary. Yeah, yeah. And they like really like don't give a fuck. Like goats. Nope. Like I've met a I actually had a goat named after me once. What? My my cousins raise have raised goats for many years. And so there was when they were little and I was the favorite cousin at the time, they named one Felicia. Which was I love that. I don't know what happened to Felicia the goat. Is Felicia alive? <laughs> Honestly, Somewhere probably out there? not. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's an interesting thing how certain things become good and evil and some things you're supposed to be scared of and some things you're supposed to worship. Is Does any of it have meaning or have we just put meaning on these things? It's, I don't know. It's an interesting I, thought. I know. And now it's like, I don't know. I think about like, the trickle down too of like why would we want to aspire after being sheep and just like following along exactly. blindly and joining the herd and well exa- and that's what religion is right that's actually yeah. that's the imagery because that's what they want you to do um but now all these conservatives saying don't be power. sheep don't be sheep unless it's unless you're gonna follow me in that case be a sheep <laughs> i know man yeah. it is so interesting maybe we should all want to be goats Black Phillip. Yeah, Black Phillip to win. But yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. That's uh that's Baphomet. That's all I got for you today. That's it. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. I feel yeah. so much more knowledgeable about <laughs> I'm gonna take that Mohammed thing into the world. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's it. So thank you all so much. And next week, we'll have another episode led by Lauren on a very spooky topic. And we hope you have some sweet, sweet nightmares. Bye.